The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services is one of those places where small errors can add up to big dollars. Because of a drug classification issue, CMS may have foregone more than a billion dollars. That's according to the Health and Human Services Inspector General. Here with details, Ann Maxwell, Assistant IG for Evaluations and Inspections. Ms. Maxwell, good to have you on. Thanks for having me. Now, this program is one not in which CMS paid money erroneously, but in which it did not get money that should have come to it. Tell us about how this works. That's correct, Tom. The Medicaid drug rebate program is a powerful tool that helps Medicaid save money on prescription drugs. Specifically, the Medicaid drug rebate program is designed to reduce federal and state costs of prescription drugs dispensed to Medicaid patients. So in exchange for Medicaid coverage of their outpatient drugs, manufacturers agree to pay rebates to the Medicaid program. These rebates are shared between the states and the federal government and represent significant savings. In 2016, Medicaid paid $61 billion for outpatient prescription drugs, but then collected more than half of that total in rebates from drug manufacturers. So the issue that you investigated was that when it comes to the type of drug, whether it's generic or a brand name, the drugs have to be classified, I guess, by self-attestation by the drug supplier. That's correct. There's two pieces of background that are are crucial to understand this issue. First, um, the drug manufacturers not only agree to pay rebates, but they agree to pay higher rebates on brand name drugs due to the higher prices of those drugs. Second, manufacturers, as you stated, agree to supply timely and accurate data that is needed by the government to calculate those rebates amounts. And so what did you discover when you looked into this? We found that overall, very few drugs were misclassified. In fact, only 3% of the drugs we looked at in 2016 were, in fact, misclassified. Nonetheless, 10 potentially misclassified drugs with the highest reimbursement may have led to an estimated $1.3 billion in lost Medicaid rebates over a five-year period. Okay, so most of them, 97%, were classified correctly, but in the 3% was a couple that were really high leverage, in other words. That's right, costing the federal government and state governments up to, or maybe even more, than $1.3 billion. That is to say, it looks like the manufacturer said it was not generic when it actually was generic? That's right. Um, In these cases... The drug manufacturer uh, provided information to the government that the drug was a generic when, in fact, it looks as if the drug is a brand based on um, its FDA approval. So the reimbursement rate is from the manufacturer is higher or lower for the brand name? The rebates for brand name drugs is higher than the rebates for generic. Got it. So they're incentivized to call it generic, in other words, uh, so they pay less. Right. So if... The manufacturer reports to the government that their brand name drug is a generic drug, they pay less in rebates. Smaller rebates from drug manufacturers means higher costs to Medicaid for drugs. I guess this might be a little bit out of the scope of the study, but once something is goes from being only available as a brand name to also having generic alternatives, could it be that someone was misinterpreting that to say, well, since there is a generic, then ours is also generic? That's right. We looked at the data to see what looked like they were misclassified. Uh, We don't know if the potential misclassifications we found were reporting errors, were simple policy misunderstandings, or intentional deceptions. Because everything with CMS has lots of rules connected with it. I mean, most uh, companies that deal with CMS probably have people that are expert in just interpreting the rule books. Absolutely. And in 2016, CMS actually recognized that there might be instances in which 
um, a brand name drug would be classified as a generic and allowed for manufacturers to request an exception to the process. That is a fairly narrow exception, um, but the adjudication of that is not complete. So we don't know if any manufacturers have, in fact, requested that exception or if that exception has been granted. We're speaking with Ann Maxwell, Assistant IG for Evaluations and Inspections at Health and Human Services. And you also found that CMS itself could do a better job of making, systemizing its tracking of all of this. Absolutely. CMS has an electronic system in which it uh, tracks all this information that manufacturers report in. We have uh, several recommendations to improve that system. One would be that when they identify any um, misclassified drugs, that they flag that in the system for easy identification and also to track all the efforts they undergo to try and remedy the situation. And then finally, to track whether or not any of the drug has been given one of these narrow exceptions. So it's clear in the data uh, if the misclassification is genuine or it just appears so in the data. So that data exists in different places, but it sounds like it's not all brought together in some cogent way that they can follow this particular program. The data that the manufacturer report, I believe, is housed in one system. Our concern is that there are not um, data fields and flags to identify this particular issue in the data such that CMS could identify it quickly and remedy it in engagement with the manufacturers. And if something becomes generic, doesn't that really fall under the purview of FDA? So wouldn't FDA maybe have some information that could help CMS? Right. And that's how we found these uh, misclassifications. We compare the information that manufacturers reported to CMS to the information that the FDA has about the drug classification. CMS told us that they are doing the same thing on a routine basis in an effort to identify these misclassifications themselves. Sure. Uh, So uh, now you said there's about a billion, maybe a little bit more, maybe $1.2 billion that did not come in that should have. What is the value of all of the all of the rebates each year in total? In 2016, Medicaid collected $37 billion in rebates. Now, only 3% of the drugs were misclassified, but the money that was foregone is more than 3%, so they had a lot of leverage on the lack of rebates. That's right, Tom. We did find a very small number of drugs were responsible for a significant amount of loss savings to the Medicaid rebate in the amount of $1.3 billion. Can you tell us which drug? We were looking globally at the system not at the specific drugs, so we don't um, label the specific drugs um, in the report, and I cannot do so today. All right. Well, let's hope it's not aspirin. (laughs) I think that. Sure. So is there a mechanism for going back and getting the rebates that should have been paid in the first place? We will leave that up to CMS. We um, did provide all the information from our report to CMS so they could determine whether or not the potential misclassifications we identified were concerning and to then remediate as they see fit. The concern that we have, though, is that CMS does not have explicit legal authority to change any classifications that look inaccurate in the data, and we recommend that they seek that authority. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty big loophole because then a manufacturer or a supplier could do this with impunity. Right. When we talked to CMS, they did indicate, as I said, that they are monitoring for this, but when they identify it or perhaps the manufacturer self-identifies it, their only recourse is to work with the manufacturer to voluntarily um, change the data. And most of the rebating organizations, or all of them, are they manufacturers, or does this happen also from, say, distributors or resellers of drugs? Or is it all manufacturers? 
the rebates uh, come from a, an agreement between pharmaceutical manufacturers and the federal government. So all the rebates come from pharmaceutical manufacturers. Got it. So it, it's not really the concern of the middlemen that supply the drugs between the consumer and the manufacturer. That's correct. And what did what did CMS say when presented with these findings? Sounds like they might have suspected this in the first place. Yeah, CMS concurred with all three of our recommendations. They said they would review the drugs that we identified as potentially misclassified and take action as appropriate. Um, they also committed to continuing to make improvements to the reporting system. Um, most importantly, um, they said they would consider methods to improve efforts to compel manufacturers to correct inaccurate drug classifications. Well, we'll have to hope that happens. Anne Maxwell is Assistant Inspector General for Evaluations and Inspections at Health and Human Services. Thanks so much. Thanks, you, Tom. Find a link to her report and to this interview at federalnewsradio.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to all of our interviews at iTunes or Podcast One.